Welcome and welcome back to Leaders in Conversation with me, Annie Townend, the podcast that helps you to grow your leadership confidence and courage. I created this series of candid conversations for leaders to share their inspirational leadership stories, weaving together the threads of their life. Together we delve into what they really care about, their values and beliefs, their passion and purpose, and how they live these through their leadership every day in all that they do. They offer invaluable insights, rich experience to help and inspire you on your own unique leadership journey. If you're not already, please do subscribe to the podcast, review and share it. Thank you. In this episode, I'm delighted to be in conversation with Alicia Ioannou, a policy senior manager in the Home Office who is currently enjoying new adventures on a career break in Switzerland. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you so much, Annie. Really excited to be talking to you. And me with you. I'm really looking forward to delving into what it means to be confident and to go for it how to deal with stressful situations, and the importance of being an explorer of new opportunities and skills. I would love to start our conversation by asking you about you, and in particular, who are the people and the places that have shaped you and made you, you? Thanks so much, Annie, for for the opportunity to talk about me for a little bit, which I haven't actually done in this forum before, so very exciting and very new for me. Um, first of all, I think I should start by saying well done on pronouncing my, my surname and my first name correctly. <laughs> it's always a challenge for, for people, um, but you, you hit it on the head, so well done. And the reason I mention that is because I'd like to talk about my upbringing and my, um, my culture and my identity. So I am half Greek Cypriot and half English. And I'm, I'm really proud to have had this, this mix of, of, of cultures growing up. And it's really, um, really taught me a lot about um, what I value and who I am today. And that's very much down to my parents and the upbringing that I had and the things that they taught me. I was really inspired by my parents from a very early age. Um, they started their own business at the age of 24 back in the early 1970s. Um, and for me to to look back and see what my parents achieved um, through their business and working together day in, day out. They've just recently celebrated 50 years of, of marriage together and, and to have that stability and support for one another throughout those years is, is really admirable. I think from a personal perspective, the things that I learned very much from my parents was a really strong work ethic. I and my brother were part of the family business. We used to run the business um, during uh, university holidays when when we had a couple of months off, we would both take time away from having fun to run the business and to learn about running a, a profession and being um, very confident dealing with customers in stressful situations. Um, and also from a very young age, doing similar things in the school holidays uh, and you know, helping out in the background. So we learned from that young age what it meant to be uh, a professional person, to be loyal, to have a really high standard of service. Um, so I'm very inspired in what I do today in my work and what I have achieved uh, very much from my parents, but also from my grandparents on both sides, the English and Greek side. Um, both grandparents had lost so much 
um, through what they had experienced. So my um, my paternal um, grandparents from Cyprus lost everything uh, following the invasion of Cyprus um, and had to rebuild their lives uh, and were very determined and were happy with what they had with their family. And similarly, on the English side, my, my grandparents, um, as many grandparents uh, uh, of, of other people will have experienced a loss during um, the Second World War and how living through very tough times with very little support, financial and psychological um, is really something that I draw strength from and to look at what they achieved um, through those times uh, I think really has inspired me to be the person I am today. Um, so very much building on my values around resilience, um, being a really strong person and just being really grateful for what I have and, and for the people that I know and the friendships that I have. Um, I think um, in addition to my family, in terms of places, I, I started working in the civil service uh, 19 years ago. And one of my first jobs was working for a former minister uh, under the Labour government. He was uh, a young minister. It was his first ministerial position. And he was so dynamic, so nice for a minister. I mean, the nicest person I think I've ever met in a work context, um, but so supportive of the office, um, giving us opportunities, taking us under his wing, being really grateful for everything we did in his team. And um, I was really inspired by him because he was so uh, energetic with his ideas, wanting to achieve so much, um, and was really kind to people, which is often a characteristic that is not associated with politicians, but really, really kind and compassionate person. And I saw that even being in a, a really senior position and being in politics, you don't have to uh, adopt a different character. You can be who you want to be. And I, I was definitely inspired by that person from a very young age. Before we move on, Alicia, I'd love to hear more about what was the profession, the business that you and your brother worked in with your parents and that they so successfully worked out for so long and supported each other in? Um, so they, they originally started off the business as a, a microfilm business. And back in the 70s, that was the main form of um, recording documents. Um, we didn't have scanners that we have today or even computers. And it was something that my, um, my father, he grew up um, and spent some years in Australia. And uh, as a young teenager, did some work for someone in the microfilming trade. And then when he came to London uh, at 19, he um, spotted a van driving across London Bridge. And he thought, wow, that's, that's got a name that I recognize. It was a, a company that he'd done some work with in, back in Australia. So he banged on the door of, of the van that was stuck in traffic and said, oh, can you tell me where your office is? I, 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 can, I can do some work for you. I've, I've done this work before and I'd be really keen to, to, to do something um, with, you, with your company. And so that's how my dad uh, started working in microfilm in, in London, where he met my mum. And then several years later, he and my mum decided to um, move away from London and start up their own business in microfilming, um, which they did. And I think for nine months, they had absolutely no work and no customers it was challenging for them at first. And then slowly, slowly, they built up a really strong customer base. 
And then over the years, they had to diversify into other technologies as microfilming was dying out. And so they specialized in reprographics, which is large format um, plans for architects, printing for uh, designers. And they had extremely large machines. And my dad was very interested in looking at the next machine that was coming out that, that they didn't have in, in Kent where they established their business. They kept things going. My dad was very much the entrepreneur and had the ideas and took chances. My mum was very much the, the sort of steadying the ship uh, character. She did the accounts. She she ran the, the office. Um, and so together, their skill set worked beautifully. <laughs> and um, personality-wise, to be able to work with one another day in, day out for 37 years and and then come home together and look after me and my brother. It's really quite remarkable. I'm not sure that many people can do that. It's a real testament, isn't it, to their relationship, to their partnership, to their working together as a team and really supporting each other <clears throat> to be successful. I'm very struck by the values of hard work, of resilience, of looking for opportunities, the story of your dad banging on the side of the van uh, is a mm. lovely story of seizing an opportunity uh, and going for it. And I know going for it is something that is an important part for you of who you are and where you get your confidence from. Before we talk more about you and your going for it and the importance of that, I also wanted to pick up on the importance of identity. And you acknowledged me at the beginning for pronouncing your name correctly and uh, greatly helped by yourself. But how important it is to who we are, to where we've come from, to our parents, to the grandparents who you described as having really lost everything our identity is and that is often in our name absolutely it's something that from a very young age I have uh, been very sensitive to because um, I've had so many mispronunciations um, over the years and I understand that it's not an easy particularly my surname is not it's not particularly easy for people to get through with the open vowels at the beginning um, but it it does make you feel um slightly alienated if, if someone doesn't um, pronounce your name correctly. It makes you feel like the odd one out, a bit weird, a bit strange. People laugh at you. This is very much going back to my childhood years. And it makes you feel different. But I've really embraced the difference. And I'm so proud of who I am and where I come from and where my family comes from. And I'm different. And it's a talking point. I have so many fantastic uh, stories from holidays in Cyprus, holidays around uh, parts of, of Kent. And it's, it's really important to get people's names right, or e at least to try to get people's names right. It's, it's a sensitive topic for me. And I think it is so important to get right from the outset when forming new relationships with people. I wholeheartedly agree. And it's one of those things that sometimes when I'm working with teams or groups, and I'm meeting them for the first time, and I'm looking to give everybody an opportunity to have a voice, I will invite everyone to say something about themselves through their name. And often people look rather surprised if they've never done this before. And then after I've shared a little bit about who I am through my name, 
then it opens up an opportunity for people to share as much as they want to share or as little as they want to share about who they are through their name. And for some people, that name may have changed. For other people, you know, it may have an important meaning. There's so much in a name. So I think getting it right and at the same time as acknowledging our difference, acknowledging that sense of identity and a sense of belonging and that we all matter as well. I'd love to pick up on your absolutely going for it, Alicia, and to hear more about what that means for you in your leadership and how you live your life. Definitely. Well, I should start by saying it's something that I have found quite difficult to go for things that are new or different. Um, I think a lot of, of people do lack confidence, and I certainly was one of those people. Um, I think a few years ago, I still had imposter syndrome. When looking at jobs, I would find you know nine reasons not to apply for the job and one where I'd go, yeah, okay, I can do this. And I've started to really understand what I'm capable of delivering in a role and changing my outlook when I look at new opportunities, whether it be jobs or taking a career break or doing something different. And I think the way that I, I changed in, in my confidence was looking back at what I had achieved in different roles. And so my experience and my outputs, and the feedback that I get from people that I worked with, really, when I start to kind of analyze that and take it all in, I, I realize that I have quite a lot to be confident about. And not in an arrogant way, I've never been that type of person, but a lot of um, really unique experiences. And I've proven to myself over the years, I've done a lot of different roles, and I've been in quite high-profile, stressful jobs and I've come through the other end and and so now when I look at an opportunity I think actually I've got nine reasons why I should go for it and only one maybe where I shouldn't so I've turned the dials there I've really started to become much more confident and I I really hope that other people find that within themselves because I have a lot of excellent friends and colleagues that that do suffer from a lack of confidence and no matter how much positive feedback you give to people and and I was receiving it as well. It, it, it was down to myself to really know what I was capable of doing and what I felt confident doing. So, so now I'm in this position where I am much more confident and I am going for things that I would never have thought about going for before. And it's really quite liberating. It's so fulfilling to be able to look at things from a different angle and to stop putting up blockers, it, it has really made me um, change the way I look at opportunities going forward. Um, I, I've been a civil servant for 19 years, very structured jobs, had never really taken any time out apart from a holiday. I think the longest holiday I'd had in 19 years was two weeks, and that was when I had my honeymoon. So I was very much in that full-on working pattern I uh, was very committed to my work. I loved what I, I did in the civil service. And then an opportunity arose um, with my husband's work um, to move to Switzerland. And it's been really amazing to explore new new opportunities and to meet new people. It wasn't particularly well planned in some respects in terms of my career. Um, but I'm really enjoying doing something different. And I think, yeah, I... 
I, I'm lucky in some respects to have the support of my husband to move to a new country. I think it's hard to do it by yourself. The older you get, um, the more ties you have to your home country. Um, but I've really, um, I've really enjoyed uh, discovering new things. Um, so I do feel very grateful for for the opportunity I have now. And um, I think it is a bit of a, a culture shock for me um, when I first started my career break because I had been so loyal and so um, structured. And to suddenly flip that up and go, you know, I can do something different if I want to. And I'm very fortunate to have that safety net. Um, but yes, just being able to rediscover things my whole day pretty much revolves around me, which sounds very selfish, but I, I'm absolutely enjoying it. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It sounds wonderful. And I think it's something absolutely to be grateful for and that not everybody has that opportunity to to do what you're doing, but you are seizing that opportunity. And I can imagine it was difficult at first for someone like yourself who very hard working who'd only ever taken two weeks off and I think it's very encouraging that you are enjoying it so much and learning and trying new things out the other thing that occurs to me Alicia is also how previously your confidence in who you were was very much tied up with what you did, what you knew you were capable of doing, and that by not doing your career at the moment, you're discovering a, another aspect of confidence, which is perhaps less to do with your achievement, uh, but more to do with what I think of as your accomplishments, leaning into things which previously before perhaps you didn't think you could maybe even do like taking a career break and and discovering new things and trying new things out um i'm sort of meeting new people and networking in a new environment and thinking about learning different things about myself somehow you draw confidence by meeting new people in a new environment that's away from your previous life um, but it's amazing what you can achieve when you step away from something and sometimes it is in the stepping away isn't it it's interrupting what we ordinarily do that enables something new to emerge something different new and exciting and unless we stop and take that time even if it's just for a day um or even better if we have more days to be able to do that, to really interrupt what we, what we do every day, to let something new emerge. You spoke earlier about dealing with challenges and stressful situations. What are some of the challenges and stressful situations that you've dealt with and how have you done that in your life and in your leadership? Yeah. So um, I have been in a number of stressful jobs, uh, like most people. Sometimes I don't realize how stressed I am until I step away or I stop. So um, one job I, I had, it was um, managing a very controversial Brexit bill through Parliament. And uh, this, this is something that 
was very time bound. It had to be through Parliament by a specific date uh, in order to um, make Brexit happen. And um, I was head of the team. It was a new role. I'd never been a bill manager before, but I thrive on doing different roles and learning new things about myself. So I was up for the challenge. And um, I think what was stressful about it was the intensity and the pace. <clears throat> so we had to get the bill through Parliament within, I think it was seven months in the end. It could have been slightly less. It went on for a very long time before the bill was actually introduced to Parliament. Um, it was a very hostile subject, very controversial. And I was dealing firsthand with the Home Secretary and ministers. So I had some quite strong personalities to deal with. And as I say, this was something I'd never done before. So I was learning from other people that had done a similar job, um, you know, what, what to look out for, top tips for dealing with um, parliamentarians and hostile amendments. So I think that the real stressful point for me was uh, having hundreds of amendments to deal with that came through overnight, turning around that work with my very small team, very capable team, um, and making sure that the quality of the work was of a really high standard because I was the face of the team and it was down to me to explain to ministers and to my management if something wasn't right or if something was missing. Um, so I felt a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. Um, and I think um, it, it, was, it was also quite a challenging topic to to deal with and um, we were working remotely in some ways that was good because I knew I could pick up the phone and other people would also be hopefully at their desks at home uh, some weren't but majority of people were so I could get hold of people much more easily which was good um, the downside is that when you're dealing with something that's so intense and fast paced with a small team you, you sometimes just get more out of the conversations if you're all in a room together and you're printing things off and you can package things up and you can scribble on things and you can run down the corridor and quickly get a message to another person. And we weren't able to do that um, by uh, working remotely during COVID times. So all in all, it, it was quite stressful. And there were certain parts of the strategy that not everyone agreed with at the ministerial level. And so it was really difficult to... Um, to get ministers to change their minds. And I found that personally quite challenging. Um, but with the support of others uh, at the senior management team, we were able to resolve those things. I think the intensity and the pace of work was something that I have learned a lot about myself on how to deal with that. Um, and I think the things for me that helped me at that time was being able to, to talk to people about work and get it off my shoulders so for me that person was my husband I was working from home like everybody else at that time so it, it was easier to to download to somebody who's not in the same profession as me and and just get it off your shoulder and that for me is a really good method of releasing yeah. uh, what's right in the top of my brain because if if I don't release that I can't sleep well and it's on my mind and and then I feel grumpy the next day and tired and exhausted. So for, for me, talking to people about things is really helpful. And that, that certainly helped me um, deal with, with the stress of that particular role. And I think the other thing that really helped me was being able to just quickly go out for a walk. I didn't have that much time during the bill because it was full on all the time. 
from very early in the morning right through to the night and then the next day and the next evening but where I could find 15 20 minutes to just go for a quick walk in the park that really helped to clear my head and that for me is probably the best way that I switch off as well as talking to people it's getting fresh air and seeing trees and flowers and nature I love it and and it's so so relaxing and it takes your mind away from the emails and the the stress of phone calls and multitasking and deadlines um and then the other thing that really helps for me is writing things down having a plan and just listing everything that you've got to do for that day and the next day and then ticking things off when you achieve them those are the sort of things that I think help me get through that particular job and it actually ended up being one of the best jobs I've ever done so (laughs) sometimes it can be that way and great great learning in all of that and as we come to the end of our conversation Alicia I'm wondering what are the three top tips you have for listeners so for me the top one is communicate 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 it's much much better to over communicate than under communicate and this is really key in any situation you're in so um that would be my top one. The second one for me is being inspired by other people's stories and then in turn be inspiring yourself uh, with your own story and, and to be that role model for people. And the final one is give opportunities to people in your team to help them explore, learn and grow in their careers or in their lives. Um, I've benefited from these things and um, those would be my top three tips thank you so much Alicia thank you for being inspiring for sharing some of your story and for encouraging us all to be explorers and to go for it my pleasure oh thank you Alicia thank you to you the listener for listening to listen to more leaders in conversations do go to my website annietownend.com Thank you to my support team, Taryn Weeks from Sparks Marketing and Coco O'Brien, who helped keep me and this podcast on course through marketing and producing it, and to Coco for creating the wonderful intro and outro music. To find out more about Alicia, do follow her on LinkedIn. To contact me, Annie Townend, do email me on annie at annietownend.com. Thank you again, Alicia. Thank you so much.